Chapter One of the Palace in the Garden. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Ilianthi. The Palace in the Garden by Mrs. Molesworth. Chapter One. We Three. Sisters and brothers, little maid, how many may you be? I think the best beginning is the morning that Grandpapa sent for us to come down to the study. Tib and Gerald don't think so. They say I should begin by telling our names and how old we were and all that. At least Gerald says so. Tib isn't quite sure. Tib very often isn't quite sure. She has got two grand ideas, and if she were going to write a story, she would make it like poetry, very difficult to understand, and awfully long words and lots about feelings and sorrows and mysteries. I like mysteries, too. I think they are very interesting, and I have one to tell about, as you will see. Only I must tell it my own way, and after all, as this story is only to be read by Tib and Gerald and our children, we have settled that when we are all three grown up and married and have children, it shall be made into a book for them, I dare say it doesn't much matter how it is told. Well, that morning we were all poking our heads as far as we dared out of the schoolroom window, Miss Evans hadn't yet come, to see the first primrose man that had passed that year. We heard his all a-blowing, all a-growing, far off down the street, but we hadn't yet seen him and his basket with the beautiful light yellow bunches at the top and we were wondering if we could get Fanny to run out and buy us tuppence worth when Bland stuck his solemn and rather crabbed-looking face in at the door. Bland is Grandpapa's own man, as they say, and his name doesn't suit him at all. At least it didn't then. It's not so bad now we're older. Young ladies and Master Gerald, he said, my master wishes you all to come downstairs to speak to him before he goes out. Down we all tumbled from the window-seal. Tib and I began smoothing our aprons and tugging at each other's hair. Grandpapa was very particular. Gerald only looked at his hands. Um, they are rather dirty, he said seriously. But I did wash them so very well this morning. And it's not ten o'clock yet. Do you think, Gussie? I knew what he was going to say, so I cut him short. Yes, I do think you'd better run and wash them at once. "'Why, you might have had them done by now. "'They are just perfectly grimy. "'For Gerald would any day talk for ten minutes "'about why he needn't wash his hands "'rather than run off and do them. "'I'm afraid he was rather a dirty little boy. "'He'll be very angry if he sees that, "'for he is now getting to be very particular indeed, "'for though he liked bathing in the sea, "'he would do anything to avoid washing. "'Regular good soapy washing.' but he was too afraid of Grandpapa to stand out when I said his hands were as bad as grimy. So off he went. "'Are we to come down at once?' asked Tib. "'Yes, miss. Your Grandpapa has ordered the Brahm to be round in ten minutes,' Bland graciously informed us as Gerald started off. "'I wonder what it is about,' said Tib. "'I hope he's not vexed with us, for it wasn't often that Grandpapa sent for us in the morning.' "'Except on birthdays or Christmas Day, when he had presents for us. "'He never forgot about that, I must say. "'Why should he be vexed with us?' I said. "'We've not done anything naughty. 
for tib was standing there with the tears on their way to her big blue eyes as i could see quite well and i've no patience with people who look as if they had been naughty when they haven't well you go in first then gussie said tib i wish i wasn't frightened but i can't help it by this time we were on the stairs not far from the study door and gerald had run after us with very red shiny paws you may be sure and in another moment we were all three in the august presence as tib called it afterwards grandpapa had just finished his breakfast he used often to have it like that just on a little tray in the study it didn't look very comfortable and he might quite as well have had it in the dining-room all nicely set out and tib and me to pour out his coffee in turns but he did not think of it i suppose and at that time i don't think we did either we had never seen any other ways we didn't know how other families lived families where there were mamas or anyway grandmamas or aunts as well as children and we were so young that we just took things as we found them i think children are generally like that especially if they see very little outside their own homes grandpapa was not old-looking at all not the least like the pictures in old-fashioned books of a very aged man with a gentle and rather silly face and a white beard and a stick sitting in a big armchair by the fire and patting a very curly-haired grandchild on the head i'm quite sure grandpapa never patted any of us on the head and now of course we're too big but i didn't mind his not being like the pictures of grandpapa's and now i mind it still less for i'm really very proud of his being so nice-looking that morning i can remember quite well how he looked as he sat by the table with the tray pushed away and a whole bundle of letters before him he glanced up at us as we came trooping in with his bright dark eyes and a half-smile on his face we were not very fond of that half-smile of his it made it so difficult to tell if he was in fun or earnest well young people he said and how does the wind blow this morning he looked at gerald as he spoke gerald was staring at his red hands i don't know grandpapa he said and then seeing that grandpapa's eyes were still fixed on him he got uncomfortable and tugged tib who was next to him tib knows p'raps he said i'm only seven grandpapa grandpapa moved his eyes to tib it strikes me he said that you're getting too big young woman to be spoken of as if you were a kitten you must call your sister by her proper name gerald it's hard for him to say grandpapa said tib that's why gussie and he always say tib instead of mercedes um yes tomful name said grandpapa which made me rather angry no grandpapa it's not a tomful name i said it's spanish and it was because our papa and mamma lived in spain and they called it her i dare say i spoke pertly anyway i was punished for my words had the effect of bringing the eyes upon me in my turn called it her called it her he repeated slowly what english miss evans is to be congratulated on her success so mercedes is a spanish name is it thank you thank you very much indeed for the information now perhaps you will all be good enough to listen to some information from me i had got very red while grandpapa was speaking quite as much from anger as from shame for i wasn't so easily put down as tib and gerald i had a quicker temper 
but when grandpapa spoke of having information to give us i felt so curious to know what it could be that i tried to look as if i hadn't minded what he said so he went on i'm going to send you all off to the country next week i don't want to keep this house open i'm very busy and i would rather live at my club grandpapa stopped a minute i think he wanted to see what we would say are we going to ansdell friars so soon i said i suppose i didn't seem very pleased and no more did tib or gerald it wasn't very long only three or four months since we had come from there and there was nothing at ansdell we much cared about we knew it all so well it was a regular big grand country house but its bigness was not much good to us as we were strictly shut up in our own rooms and sharply scolded if we were found out of them and there was nothing amusing or interesting there the country is not pretty and the walks are not to be compared with those at never mind where i shall tell you the name of the place in a little while so we had no particular reason for being glad to go back there on the whole i think we liked london better we had less of miss evans in london for she only came every day but at ansdell friars she lived with us grandpapa had persuaded her to do so but she didn't like it and we didn't like it so we were not very happy together she didn't like children and was only a governess because she had to be not because she liked it and she was always telling us so i used to think then all governesses were the same but i know better now there are some awfully nice who really like teaching and aren't always scolding the children as if it was their own fault that they are children and have to be taught and is miss evans coming said gerald dolefully you are not going to ansdell friars at all and i am sorry to say grandpapa went on miss evans is not able to go with you nurse will have to look after you till i can find another miss evans our faces fell i have no doubt at the last sentence another miss evans still it was very nice to think there'd been no miss evans for a while nurse looking after us meant as we knew very well that we should do pretty much as we liked for nurse spoiled us most horribly it was a very delightful prospect we'll try to be very good grandpapa said tib hm said grandpapa and when are we going please i could not resist putting in i was burning with curiosity and so i am sure were the others though they were afraid to ask grandpapa looked at me upon my word gustava he said i think you might give me time to tell you when i was young children were not allowed to cross-question their elders you are going to a little country house i have which you have never seen nor heard of it is much nearer town than ansdell friars so i shall be able to come down every now and then to see you and to hear if you are behaving properly it is a much smaller place than ansdell in fact it's quite a small house but there's a good garden you'll have plenty of space to play in i only wish you to understand one thing there are other houses near it isn't like ansdell all alone in a park and neighbours of course now i won't have you make friends with any one unless i tell you you may you are not to go into other people's houses or to chatter to strangers do you understand yes grandpapa we all three replied feeling rather frightened i don't think we did quite understand for we never had made friends with any one 
we had lived very solitary lives without any companions of our own age for we had scarcely any relations and none that we knew anything of and as people don't miss what they have never had i don't think it would ever have come into our heads to do what grandpapa was so afraid of he certainly made us think more about other people than we had ever done before what is the name of the place please grandpapa asked tib in her soft voice if it had been me that had asked it he would have snubbed me again but it was certainly true as the servants all said that he favoured tib the most perhaps it was that she was so pretty perhaps it was for a reason that i can't tell just yet the name of the place he repeated of the house i suppose you mean the name of the place does not matter to you you will not have to take your own tickets at the station the house has an absurd name but as it has always been called so it is in no use thinking of changing it it is called rosebuds grandpapa stood up as he spoke and just then bland opened the door to announce the carriage so we all said good-bye to him and trotted off we knew we should probably not see him again for two or three days but we were so used to it we did not care and we had plenty to interest our minds and give us something to talk of what a very pretty name rosebuds is tib exclaimed as soon as we were safely out of hearing i'm sure it must be a very pretty place to have such a name i dare say it's a white cottage with beautiful old-fashioned windows and roses climbing all over i don't like cottages with roses growing all over them said gerald there are always witches living in cottages like that in the fairy tales there is in snow white and rose red well said tib it would be rather fun to have a witch at rosebuds i do hope there'll be something interesting and out of the common there something romantic tib said the last word rather slowly i don't think she was quite sure how to say it and i am quite sure none of us knew what it meant i hope there'll be nice hide-and-seek places in the garden and nice trees for climbing up and perhaps grassy hills for rolling down said i if grandpapa only comes to see us now and then and there's no miss evans and only old liddy old liddy was nurse it will be very jolly i shouldn't wonder i really shouldn't if it was more jolly than we've ever had anything in our lives more like how the children in story-books are you know tib for about this time we had begun to read a good deal more to ourselves and among the old books in grandpapa's library we had found a nest which contained great treasures many of the volumes had belonged to our father when he was a boy and some even had been grandpapa's own childish books grandpapa had given us leave to read them and you can fancy what a treat it was to us who had had so little variety in our lives to get hold of holiday house and the swiss family robinson and the parents assistant and best of all perhaps the dearest little shabby dumpy dark brown book of real old-fashioned fairy tales i have it still no shabbier for all our thumbing of it it is so strongly bound though it is so plain and dingy looking and i mean to keep it for my children but grandpapa said he was going to find another miss evans gussie said gerald never mind she isn't found yet and i don't believe there could be another quite as bad as this one i said consolingly but a brilliant idea struck tib she stopped short on the top step but one we were climbing upstairs by this time 
before the schoolroom landing, and turned round so as to face us too, Gerald and me. I tell you what, Gussie and Gerald, she said, suppose we were to be very, just dreadfully good at our lessons for a little. Don't you think it might make Miss Evans tell Grandpapa that she really thought we should be the better for a holiday? I should think even she would like to do something good-natured before she left. Gerald and I stood listening. It was a grave matter, and we did not want to commit ourselves hastily. Do you mean being very quiet in the schoolroom, never whispering to each other, or making even the least little bit of funny faces when she's not looking? Or do you mean doing our lessons for her just awfully well? Both, said Tib solemnly. Oh, I don't think I could, I replied. It is so very nice to be naughty sometimes. But Gussie, said Gerald, anyway, you might settle to do our lessons terribly well. Don't you see, if we did them quite well, Miss Evans might think we knew everything, and she might tell Grandpapa we didn't need to learn anything more. And you might settle to be naughty with us, or with Liddy, said Tib persuasively. Gerald and I will promise not to mind, won't we, Gerald, and we'll explain to Liddy. I'll think about it, was all I could say. End of chapter one.